God's word on your lips. Meditate on it day and night. Be careful to do what it says. Then you will truly be successful. Keep God's word on your lips. Meditate on it day and night. Be careful to do what it says. Then you will truly be successful. If you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. Clap your hands, clap your hands, clap your hands. It's day 24 of our 90 day challenge. And the topic is, you are an anonymous messenger. We are now in the book of Job. Job, the first chapter and the first verse reads this way. In the land of Uz, there lived a man whose name was Job. This man was blameless and upright. He feared God and shunned evil. Job had seven sons and three daughters, and he owned 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 500 yoke of oxen, and 500 donkeys, and had a large number of servants. He was the greatest man among all the people of the East. His sons used to hold feasts in their homes on their birthdays, and they would invite their three sisters to eat and drink with them. When a period of feasting had run its course, Job would make arrangements for them to be purified. Early in the morning, he would sacrifice a burnt offering for each of them, thinking, perhaps my children have sinned and cursed God in their hearts. This was Job's regular custom. One day, the angels came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan also came with them. The Lord said to Satan, where have you come from? Satan answered the Lord, from roaming throughout the earth going back and forth on it. Then the Lord said to Satan, have you considered my servant Job? There is no one on earth like him. He is blameless and upright, a man who fears God and shuns evil. Does Job fear God for nothing? Satan replied, have you not put a hedge around him and his household and everything he has? You have blessed the work of his hands so that his flocks and herds are spread throughout the land. But now, Stretch out your hand and strike everything he has, and he will surely curse you to your face. The Lord said to Satan, very well then, everything he has is in your power. But on the man himself, do not lay a finger. Then Satan went out from the presence of the Lord. One day when Job's sons and daughters were feasting and drinking wine at the oldest brother's house, a messenger came to Job and said, the oxen were plowing. And the donkeys were grazing nearby, and the Sabaeans attacked and made off with them. They put the servants to the sword, and I am the only one who has escaped to tell you. While he was still speaking, another messenger came and said, The fire of God fell from the heavens and burned up the sheep and the servants, and I am the only one who escaped to tell you. While he was still speaking, another messenger came and said, the Chaldeans formed three raiding parties and swept down on your camels and made off with them. They put the servants to the sword and I am the only one who has escaped to tell you. While he was still speaking, yet another messenger came and said, your sons and daughters were feasting and drinking wine at the oldest brother's house when suddenly a mighty wind swept in from the desert and struck the four corners of the house. It collapsed on them and they are dead and I. And the only one who has escaped to tell you. 
At this, Job got up and tore his robe, shaved his head. Then he fell to the ground in worship and said, Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked I will depart. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. May the name of the Lord be praised. In all this, Job did not sin by charging God with wrongdoing. And that ends our reading for today. Wasn't that good? Man. The topic for our worship thought is, you are an anonymous messenger. You know, in my eyes, Job is the get me together book. Whenever I want to complain about anything, all I have to do is scroll through Job. And I remember that whatever I'm going through could have been a whole lot worse. Listen, saints, Job lost everything in a day, his family, his riches and his livestock. Job was wealthy with a large family and extensive revenue. Job was the guy everybody wanted to be and the guy nobody really understood. My friends would say Job had long money and old money. The Bible also says Job was blameless and upright. He was the guy you wanted to go on a cruise with because you knew if Job was on the boat, we were going to get to the other side. Job was sending up just in case offerings, just in case my children thought about it, just in case they thought about thinking about it. I'm going to send up an offering. Here's my worship, Lord. Job was so dope. God and the devil were in the firmaments playing pity pat with his life. Job lost everything. And in the midst of his greatest loss, he drops to the floor and worships. In my opinion, Worship is not proven when you are on the mountain. True worship is revealed when you are in the valley. It's when you are walking through the shadows of death and you decide to worship anyway. It's when you want to make your bed in hell, but you still decide to worship anyway. It's when you are caught doing something you have no business doing and you drop to your knees and ask the Lord to forgive you. Worship is proven when you are believing God for a miracle and it doesn't turn out the way you expected it to. But you still glorify his name because you realize that God is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Job is hurting. Job is in pain. He is grieving the loss of his past, present and future. And I can't imagine what the next day at the ranch felt like in an empty house with the smell of life reverberating throughout the rooms. But there are no children, no voices and no games to bring his sons to that in and of itself is a worship thought. But above that, did you ever stop to notice a few minor characters in Job chapter one whom most people never talk about? The Bible calls them messengers who escaped to tell Job of these fatal losses. Four times we hear these words, I alone have escaped to tell you, which means four messengers should have died. Four random people who were not even Job's relatives were able to escape a situation that others died in. And I want you to know that worshipers are at our core anonymous messengers. They may not know our name. They may not know our story, but God always gets the glory. Sean, calm down. Sean, calm down. I believe, my friends, you are reading this today because God wants you to know just how much he loves you. You are one of the four who escaped. 
You didn't deserve to live, but grace has been stalking you from the day you entered on the scene. I know you can't figure out how you got away, but if God allowed you to escape from a life-threatening situation, you owe it to yourself not to go back. You owe it to God to live as a messenger and not as a regular. You've escaped because of grace, not by works lest any man or woman should boast, but only by God's grace. What I love about God is that God never allows us to escape without a purpose. God is counting on you. God is counting on you to bring his message of hope to a nation filled with despair. If he didn't think you could do it, he would have graced someone else. But when God needed someone to break the generational curse, he stopped at your name and said, that's the messenger I want to send. The messengers in this book of Job had a job to do. Their primary assignment was to bring the word to Job before he walked in on calamity without preparation. And like Job, many of us are asking God, why didn't you let me witness my loved one die? Or why did I hear the bad news on the phone? But what we don't see is the mercy of a messenger. God loved us enough to send warnings and witnesses our way. He loved you so much that he sent dreams to prepare you for the bad news. He, he loves you. You might not understand it, but he was saving you from the trauma of calamity without preparation. Imagine if Job had walked into all of this without warning. How much more painful would it have been if he saw his children dead without preparation. The lesson here, my friends, is twofold. Messengers, your mission is to bring the word before destruction hits home. And Job, your next praise should be a thank you letter to God for preparing you instead of allowing you to walk into calamity without preparation. God is faithful to provide a way of escape. Thank God that he allowed you to escape. Thank God that you are still alive to tell the story. Your every waking breath is a miracle. God let you escape in order to tell the world of his goodness. Don't gossip. Just tell. Don't boast. Just tell. Bring the message. Be the message. And whatever you do. Don't abuse the grace over your life. Do not hide in the cave of your own doubt. If you hide, fear will win. God wants you to bring hope to the hopeless and help to the helpless. I know you participated in the same acts others died doing. Still, come out of the cave and be the message. When God wants to anoint people like you, he will step out of line just to make you king. He will change the program to make room for your anointing. And what do we do in return? We hide. We go back. We disqualify ourselves, but not you, not today. You've escaped for a reason, anonymous messenger. Now live every day as a thank you letter for what God saved you from that you did deserve. So what is your worship work today? What is something you've escaped from that others may have died in or died with? Dig down deep into the archives of your testimony and share a part of your story that some people may not even know about the way in which God rescued you. Tell of the story about how God saved you from what you did deserve. How God rescued you from the penalty of a painful mistake. 
Find a cool way to share your testimony with someone today and worship anyway. Remember, we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and by the words of our testimony. So God, we're going to worship you. Like Job, no matter what the circumstance is in our lives right now, we're going to worship you anyway. You're the only real peace. You're the only one who can minister to me.
gave you, gave you what you deserve. What you deserve. Hallelujah. Cause I'm so glad never gave me what I deserve. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. But aren't you glad God never gave you what you deserve? 